0: I want to preach to you for a few moments today and while you're turning to the book of Luke the 15th chapter I want to say for those of you that were so gracious to be a part of the weekend and be involved in services that lasted longer and sessions that took more time than they normally do you don't look back brother brother Marty after you've been somewhere 20 years that hill's pretty high so it took a little time, and so many of you were so kind and so gracious to to celebrate that that with us. So I'm going to do my best to kind of have a throwback Sunday. And I don't know if y'all remember when I when I first came here about 20 years ago. It was about 20 minutes that when I took a text and started preaching, Sister McMillan. You may remember I, I used to be like a 20 minute preacher, and now ain't ain't so much a 20 minute preacher no more. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be. I'm gonna try to be kind to you precious people that sat through, you know, two and a half hour banquets and three hour services over the course of the last weekend. And, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to go back and have a throwback Sunday. I'm gonna try to preach about 20 minutes. That's what I'm gonna try. I said I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. But I, I I'm wanting to preach to you today. That it's time we see who we are and understand that we don't have to settle for seconds. I want somebody to know today that God's got something good for you. God's got something good for you. So I want to look to Luke 15 and I want to, I want to look to, I believe it's verse 16 and I want to read what that red letter edition in my Bible says, meaning that our Savior spoke these words and He would fain have filled His belly And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. I read an interpretation. It says that he longed, he longed for the husks, the eaten over corn, Cobs that were mixed in with the muck and the mire that the swine had been slopped with. That's what his hunger was for. He was so low that he would go to the place that his hunger demanded that his desire would be for the swine seconds. I came to preach for about 18 and a half minutes now from this thought. Don't settle for swine seconds. Don't settle for swine seconds. Jesus has the table spread where the saints of God are fed. And he invites his chosen people come and dine. With his manna he does feed. He supplies my every need. Oh, it is sweet to sup with Jesus all the time. Somebody put your Bible down, your hands together and rejoice that you have a choice. You don't have to settle for swine seconds. You have a banqueting table of heaven that has been prepared on this Sunday morning for you to say, I want to feast at the banqueting table. Somebody ought to rejoice with me that your God is so good that you don't have to settle for twine seconds. Somebody see that our Savior has prepared in this place a banqueting table. You may be seated. Hunger. Hunger defined in the dictionary is a feeling of discomfort. A feeling of weakness from a lack of nourishment. From a Lack of food. Hunger is defined as a desire to eat, a desire to have food fill your stomach, an urgent need for food. Am I preaching to anybody that's hungry? Every Sunday we come and if we were quiet enough there is the possibility that we could hear from this great congregation people that are seated in this sanctuary that their stomach anybody ever heard somebody's stomach start to growl indicating that hey it's about time to say let's eat does anybody know what it's like to be hungry has anybody ever understood what it felt like to be hungry I looked at one definition and it referred to Scripture and says that after Jesus fasted and prayed for 40 days, he was afterward and hungered. He wasn't afterward a hungered. He was hungry after he fasted and prayed about 40 minutes. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I've said it so often, when I fast, frosted Lucky Charms look magically delicious. Delicious. I don't even eat breakfast and unless I'm fasting. I have something my stomach starts to say, today's the day and you need, I'm going to make you pay. Because I'm hungry. Hungry. Hunger is something that happens To us all. There is no one exempt. You take a crying child. And you suspect. One of the first things that they say is. He's hungry. She's hungry. Satisfy that discomfort. Give them something to eat. You take a kid. And as kids. You that believe that only young men. Are the ones that raid that cabinet and closet. I got news for you. Hungry little girls go into the cabinets and the closets. There's some little girls that look like they would blow away in the wind, but you ought to watch them eat if you know what I'm saying. It doesn't take long for them to get hungry again. It doesn't matter how often you eat, it's going to happen. I've eaten so much that I say, I don't know when I'll be able to eat again, but it's not too long until that hunger comes back. Hunger is something that all of us have. Could I preach to you today that selfish people get hungry? Could I preach to you today that people that have made bad choices get hungry? People that have gone their own way get hungry. People that have decided they don't need the bread of life still get hungry. I've been, perhaps some of you found out things about me that you didn't know as many of my friends shared with you. I can honestly tell you that I've never had donkey hoof or I've never had tarantula webs on top of cantaloupe. I can tell you with certainty that I have not tried that. But there is a long list of things that I have because I'm willing to try just about anything once because I enjoy trying out new things and there are things that may not be appealing to you for example I love to eat bone marrow people oh that's disgusting that's gross that's only because you haven't tried it it tastes like to me when you eat that bone marrow that you have that bite of a ribeye is there anybody hungry that bite of a ribeye that has all the fat if you want to know where the flavors at it's in the fat come on somebody Felt something right there. I enjoy trying things like, though it may be controversial and in some states illegal, I enjoy trying foie gras. And foie gras is duck liver that is absolutely, mm, mm, I felt something right there. It's delicious. It's delectable. It's delightful. I've, I've enjoyed. and I've gone to some very interesting places, and tried many interesting things. I've gone to, I, I've gone to fine restaurants where that I've had the courage to just walk in and say, "Whatever the chef will prepare, I will try," and I have, and it's been delicious. It's been delightful, and I've always enjoyed going places where that at the end of the evening, a lot of times when I go, I'm the last client that's there and I am always encouraged when I see Sister Michan after the night is over and our table has been fed. There are those that find themselves in the back of the restaurant and those that staff Those that work, perhaps the waiter and those that would clean up the kitchen. They're back there. And do you know what they're doing? They're eating seconds. They're taking and tasting of the things that did not get consumed by the consumer. They're interested in eating seconds. And I'll tell you, when you go someplace and the staff is eating seconds, you know you're at a good place. I've I've watched at some buffets man they bring it out and they bring it out big and they bring it out strong right before I mean I'm looking around the place is closing there's not very many people there they're not bringing all that for me they know that if I won't eat it all they get to eat it too and they fill it up and they have they have seconds but I'm just going to tell you something I've never I've never been a fan of seconds. I, I, I would much rather be the one that they bring. I don't know how you feel about it, but if you are going to serve me fish, I want fresh fish. I want it to be in my mouth. My hands can't handle the heat, but my mouth can Now, if you like second day fish, God love you, but I want so hot that my hands can't handle it and my mouth can't because that's when it's good. I don't want seconds. I like it. First, Brother Casey, I like for that steak, that fillet mignon to be there and to see the steam coming off of it. I go to restaurants and when I go to Red Lobster and I get the clam chowder, I am not exaggerating when I make certain the waitress has clarity. When you bring me the bowl, I want it boiling. She said, now, are you being serious? I said, I'm being serious. And when they bring it boiling, baby, that's when it's right. Right? Hmm. I can taste it right i 'm getting hungry. How many of you how many more minutes do I have i don 't know i 'm getting hungry thinking about the things that have been prepared i I know that that hunger is something that happens in every single one that are seated in the sanctuary. Perhaps I've not stirred a hunger pain in you, but I could start talking about hog jaw and maybe some black eyed peas and somebody understand that when you get the bacon fat out and you put the green beans and you let them cook all day, is there anybody that could use a homemade roll? I could throw a homemade roll at you and you'd have butter in your hand, baby, before you ever caught it because you're ready. There's something that happens when you start talking about food that makes people hungry. I'm ready today and it won't be... You wonder why... You wonder why I'm not going to preach long today Because I'm preaching about being hungry And when you get hungry you got to figure out a way To satisfy that hunger I want to tell somebody today I'm not only preaching to you today About food I'm preaching to you about what the good book says In Matthew chapter 5 And verse 6 Blessed are they which do hunger And thirst after righteousness For they shall be filled I want to tell somebody Today, If you're hungry for righteousness You came to the right place Because there is a banquet table of heaven That is prepared every Sunday We don't just sing songs And preach sermons So somebody can say I went to church chat No, we preach preaching We preach as preachers To create a hunger in the hearts of people For the things of God For righteousness And in your heart There will be a void That only He can fill and you are blessed when you hunger after righteousness I came to preach don't settle for seconds don't get to the place I'm just going to tell you it was yesterday it was yesterday that because of where we were we had to get out early And I'm not a breakfast eater I don't enjoy breakfast only time I eat breakfast in the a.m. is if it's a little bit after midnight. I'm not the kind of guy that gets up early and eats breakfast. So we got up. Sister Emily, we decided we're just going to head toward Tome. We left the bounty of blessing that Branson has to offer and traveled through and we continued on as Springfield was nigh and near and we had plenty of available options and then once you go beyond that it becomes a barren land and you travel for miles and miles without an opportunity to satisfy the desire of hunger and just as my belly, my gas tank was on empty and the light came on, no light had to come on for me to know I was hungry I, I think maybe my wife even said, your, your stomach's growling. And when my stomach's growling, that's demanding attention. It's not a small feat. And so we, we stopped. I'm just going to tell you how bad it was. We stopped at a little place um, near Willow Springs. And the gas station there, as some gas stations do, had a particular fast food restaurant attached to it and it just so happened that this one was McDonald's. Mm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I had in my mind where we were gonna go, and I'm like, I know that I can make it. I know that I my faith can take it. I've got I've got chicken fried chicken with mashed potatoes and white gravy and, and a pecan strawberry salad and sweet, mm, sweet peach tea. It was on my mind. But I'm going to tell you, when I got out and pumped that gas, I smelled it. I'm telling you the honest to God truth. It happened to me. I did not yield to temptation, but it happened. I was tempted. I came this close. I never even admitted this to my wife. This is a first-time revelation. Honey, I'm sorry I didn't tell you this, but this is what happened to me. It happened to me, Sister Laura. I was tempted. I smelled McDonald's, and I thought, I wonder what a fish fillet would taste like today. Mmm. I'm going to tell you how hungry I had to be for me to say... Today, it might be a fish fillet. It was bad. It was bad how hungry I was. I was not hungry. I had gotten to the place where I was hangry. Anybody ever been hangry? I didn't say point at people. I said just give me a little nod if you will. I was. Oh, that's how. That's how hungry I was that I considered eating a fish fillet from McDonald's. I did not yield to that temptation, and I'm so grateful that I did not because. There was a place prepared for me who had the things that I desired and it met and exceeded my expectation. And for that, I was grateful. My wife called me grumpy all day. I wasn't grumpy. I was hungry. Hungry. People get to the place that when they're hungry, they don't act. Like they would normally act. They don't do. Hunger drives people to make bad choices. Hunger drives people to say, give me mine inheritance. I want to do things my way. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. My heart says that here's what I want. Dad, you go give me it up and give me what's mine and I'll go do what I want to do. Something on the inside of craving, whatever it was, a misunderstood craving caused a young man to leave the comforts Of the father's house, to go looking for love in all the wrong places, and he did. He didn't find. He didn't find what he was looking for because you can't find what you're looking for in him out there. That hunger. That hunger that is created, it's in the heart of every man, woman, and child. That hunger for God, it's misconstrued, it's misunderstood. People go here, there, and everywhere trying to satisfy the hunger that's there. But they can't find satisfaction. I don't know all the details of the bad decisions that he made. I don't care to share mine or don't want to hear yours to be honest if I'm telling you the truth. We all make bad choices. We all make mistakes. We've all been guilty of wanting something and not fully understanding what it meant to pay the price as we strive for it here and we look for it there and we're not happy. That's not satisfied. We're not happy with the choices that we've made. It got so bad. Hear what I'm preaching. It got so bad that after he spent all that he had, he tried This, this, this and that And then that, this, this, this and that And nothing satisfied He was broke, busted and disgusted And he said I'm willing to work slopping pigs Have you ever noticed That sin will take you places That you don't want to go Sin will cost more than you ever originally anticipated that it would. This guy, this got so bad. The one that if you looked at the hired servants in his daddy's house, you would say that would be okay to be one of them. They got it good because when they're done feasting on the fatted calf, we get the leftover ribeyes. Can anybody say amen? But he, I'll slop pigs. And he's slopping swine. And he's slopping swine. And the Bible, the text that I shared with you, said he did long for. Now, I want you to paint this picture in your mind. This is how low you can go. He looked at the slop, that the pigs had already devoured. And in the muck, the mire, and the mud, there is an eaten carcass of a corn cob. That's what he was hungry for. That's what he said will satisfy the hunger. That's where he was so low that he said, I'm going to settle for swine seconds. Anybody ever seen somebody eat chicken on the bone and all that was left barely was a bone? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And I'm like, I guess I ain't getting none of that. He looked at a corn cob that had been eaten by swine and said, my heart is hungry for swine seconds. But then the next verse says, it took that, it took that for him to come to himself. Has anybody ever had an awakening? You're like, "Whoo!" you know, when I walked away from McDonald's and got in that car, I'm like, "Whoo! that was close. Do <laughs> You know that my wife, we would have gone, we would have gone I brought into our car a bag from McDonald's with food in it. She'd she'd be like, what'd you do with my husband? Where is he? That's, I came to myself and said, "Uh uh-uh. Even Colton's in Poplar Bluff is better than a fish fillet today from Mickey D's. And so I said, come on, baby. We can make it. You're just going to have to hear my stomach rumble until we get this place to a place. till we get this vehicle to Colton's in Poplar Bluff. And I'm going to get it. And I did. I ate so many peanuts that she had to push them away. And I don't eat peanuts. I was hungry. They brought that, I'm hungry, they brought that strawberry pecan salad with mandarin oranges and double dressing and poured it all over with cheese and I started, and then they got me one of them rolls and mm, come on somebody, I took that roll and I slathered butter on it. Put that, and then they brought the entree, and they had chicken, fried chicken with mashed potatoes and gravy, and extra gravy. And I just kept on keeping on. And I don't guess Sister Shay liked her steak, and she kind of looked over, and I'm like, okay, a little bite, baby, if you know what I'm saying. I'm hungry. (laughs) Brother Clyde he looked at a swine-eating corn cob and said. I'm hungry. And then something clicked, something snapped, something finally finally he awakened himself to the understanding. I can't stay here. I won't stay here. I'll go back and beg dad just to be a servant in his house. I'll eat a leftover ribeye. But you know the rest of the story. When he came home, they got him a robe. They got him a ring. And they said, go kill the fatted cow. Go get the one that gives tomahawks. Is there anybody hearing what I'm preaching to you today? Whatever you do, don't settle for swine second. You ought to make up in your mind. I've got to get to the house of the Lord. I've got to get to an altar. And I've got to find what I'm looking for. Stand with me. My, my, my. Flashing back to the good old days. It's 1154. We might be done preaching before high noon ever hits. Somebody say, I'm hungry. Somebody say, I'm hungry. I want to ask you. I want to ask you. I want to ask you to consider consider poor choices. Consider selfish motives. Consider decisions, daily decisions that are made. If you were to examine them with heaven's microscope, you might see that you settled for swine seconds. Too many people today, whom we love, are not at the banqueting table of heaven. They found themselves in a place where corn cobs, corroded with mud, muck, and mire, appeal to their innermost desire. While here, fresh bread. Fresh bread. As I said The table spread He invites his chosen You don't have to It would be okay today To be a servant and sit in the back And then bring leftover ribeyes And eat It would be neat to eat But you don't have to He said I'll give you a ring I'll give you a rope We will kill the fatted cat." Scripture, Luke 15, 23 says, and bring hither. I want to tell somebody today it's not worth it. It's not worth it to look at swine seconds when you got a fatted calf that has been bred and brought to a table with you in mind. I wish I had the picture. I thought about it whenever I was praying and prepared for this my friend brother Phil Darnell cooked for us this weekend and he served ribeyes to the staff and the special guests that were here and when he brought out my plate sister Laura he had a anybody ever seen a tomahawk ribeye I mean it looks like a stinking roast with a big old bone coming out of it and it was mm, anybody hungry was, not only that Jerry he had Cajun shrimp like all mm, I don't know what you got planned for your Super Bowl party tonight but I'm going to tell you ain't much better than a tomahawk rib I cook medium rare if you cook it longer than that something wrong the fatted calf was slaughtered and I want to think about this I want to think about this for a moment when that prodigal son can you imagine when he sat down that day, Dawson? And they, they put the plate before him. And it was the best beef that could be had. It was Wagyu before they knew what Wagyu was. And he looked at that plate. And somehow he had to say that day, I almost. I know that at that moment what he had to be saying was what Bishop Huntley preached here last Sunday. We need to thank God for the things that didn't happen. I want to tell somebody today, I'm glad I didn't settle for swine seconds when I had the fatted calf. It's eleven fifty eight, but it's not too late. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I want you to consider. I want you to consider the cost of poor choices, selfish decisions, things that have led you to a place where pig slop looks like perhaps the choice on the menu that you're comfortable with choosing and tell you today. Don't settle! I'm preaching. Don't settle for swine seconds today, I say. Bring forth the fatted calf. Let me tell you what the words of Christ said. And bring forth, bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat. And be merry because my kid that almost settled for swine seconds is seated at the table today. This altar awaits. There aren't corn husks. Mixed with mud But there is a fatted calf That is being prepared Is there anybody that wants to walk to the front of this building And say Not today devil I'm hungry But the only thing that will satisfy Is the fatted calf Don't settle for swine seconds When today you can have The fatted calf Let's eat and be merry Let's celebrate in this sanctuary That this Sunday You don't have to settle for swine seconds Alter. Alter is a place that will alter your life. Somebody, make a decision today. I want to be what he wants, to me. he wants me to be. I want to be His son. I want to be His son. I want the robe. I want the ring. I want it all. I want the fatted calf. As they sing, would you pray today? The fatted calf, it's on its way. Don't settle for swine seconds. More than you Don't settle can. for swine seconds. Your family can have it all. Your family can be saved. More than words can say.